Hey everybody, welcome back. This week I have one of my close friends, colleagues, and actually a client on the podcast. Her name is Elizabeth Larrick. She is a trial lawyer in Austin, Texas, who is actually also working to become a consultant for trial lawyers. She specializes in helping trial lawyers relate more to the juries that they are standing in front of. She helps them use focus groups and things like that to understand people. It's very fascinating. And Elizabeth has just started a podcast a few months back. And so I have her on the show today to talk about what it's been like to start the podcast, why she thought it was a great idea, and how it's been going so far for her. So before we get to Elizabeth, I want to remind you that if you are like Elizabeth, maybe you're a busy professional out there who's thinking about starting a podcast and maybe doesn't even know where to start, my podcast roadmap is a great place to learn what to do in the right order so that you don't you don't make mistakes and you can learn a little bit more. So if you go to dannyosmond.com slash roadmap, you can download that. So check that out. And without further ado, here is Elizabeth. Hey, Elizabeth, welcome to Podcasting Strategies. I am really excited to have you here with me today. You're, you're a client of ours, um, but you're a specific type of client. You're a lawyer who's also a consultant for lawyers. And I really want to pick your brain about some of the things involving your podcast and, and get that information out there to other people who other lawyers, other people who might be considering a podcast. Um, I've, you know, already read an introduction for you. So people know a little bit a lot about you, but I want to understand more about how you got to the point. Sure, you can start the, you know, at the point of I wanted to become a lawyer and this is what happened, and this is why I decided to become a consultant or whatever. Um, but just let everybody that's with us know where you came from and how do you how you got to this point that you're at now. Happy to do that. But thank you, first of all, so much for having me on the podcast. I enjoy listening and of course, really enjoy working with you and your team. So I, like most people, you know, when they ask why you want to be a lawyer, uh, I wanted to help people. Um, I just grew up uh, in a situation where there were several kind of legal things going on in my life growing up. And I just felt totally out of the loop, like really, really lost without any information. And, but also seeing what a big service it is and how huge the legal system is for a lot of people in a lot of different ways. So I went to law school, got out, and I really had a draw of being in the courtroom. Like there was something about being in the courtroom and that being really powerful because that's where decisions are made for any kind of case. So I was really drawn to do that. I tried to go on the criminal side to work in the DA's office and that didn't work, um, but I didn't have a lot of experience doing that and then got pulled into doing uh, injury law, personal injury law, and was very lucky the first place that I landed, I got to do a trial every year that I was there and loved it and ended up moving to Austin to come back home. I'm originally a Texan, so I was excited to come home and did that and eventually opened my own place. And then I had this amazing opportunity to go work for one of the top, you know, trial lawyers in the United States and Mr. Don Keenan. And I took it because I knew having been around the block a while, like getting to trial is not as easy as it sounds. It takes a lot of time, sometimes a lot of experience. And I was able to jump in with his firm uh, for about a year and we got to do three trials and, you know, the ins and outs and learning about focus groups and so many things and 
really, really helpful. And I loved it. So I came back and I was in my own law firm, like applying all this stuff and using it and focus groups just kind of became really natural for me to do. And along the way, doing preparation for clients for testimony became really natural to me too. And kept doing that and kept having a law firm. And then finally just decided to take the big leap and become full, I mean, almost full-time. I still have a law firm. I still have clients, but really focusing on helping lawyers in the courtroom with what I know, plus with all the focus groups. So I've been doing focus groups and preparing people's clients for probably five or six years now. So, uh, and that gives kind of a world, lots of experience, lots of different clients, family law, personal injury stuff. Uh, so that's kind of the journey that has brought me to where I am now. And I had to take a really huge leap at the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people did, but uh, I wasn't doing anything virtual. And, you know, that pandemic really shut everything down. So I t- mm-hmm. took a huge leap and turned everything virtual. Um, I still do things in person, of course, but, uh, you know, safety first. So I've been doing a lot of work virtually and learning virtual focus groups as well. Okay. So th- this was what was really interesting to me when I, when I first met you was this idea of trial lawyers using focus groups. And, you know, we did a lot of work when we helped you set up your podcast of, of what, what was the goal and what were you trying to do um, in your business and with the podcast and all those types of things. But could you tell me just a little bit more um, and maybe some of the lawyers out there that are listening have, have never heard of this. What, what are you actually doing with these focus groups? What are you helping trial lawyers understand? Well, a lot of the way that I do it is a little bit outside the norm. So most lawyers, when they think about focus groups, we're thinking about actually putting on a mock trial, like getting all the people there, having actors come in and having a mock jury decide kind of the trial. I do it a little bit um, from piecemeal, meaning like, you know, if you've got a problem or if you've got a case, we just look at it from a different perspective. We don't need to do a full mock trial. And that's because that's where I started. I mean, I started with my own camcorder. I borrowed someone's conference room, you know, recruited people from Craigslist and just kind of started based on this framework I'd gotten uh, from Mr. Keenan. And so in my mind, there's so much we can learn with focus groups. So we can take an issue or we can take a, a fact pattern or we can do a full mock trial or we can back it up and kind of formulate how, what do we need to learn and how do we use this, you know, basically group of folks to help us give us information. Okay. That, that really helps me. And I, I think that, you know, when we, we first talked, that was something that was very interesting to you about podcasting was, um, and what you said to me was that a lot of trial lawyers were just having trouble connecting with real people. Like they, they didn't have an understanding of what real people thought. And that made sense to me that like real people are the people that get on juries. And so if you, as a lawyer have been doing a way, doing something a certain way for a long time, uh, you may have this disconnect with actual humans who are going to think about something differently the way you say it. And that, and that, that made a lot of sense to me. And it, and immediately I was like, Oh, this is perfect for a podcast. Um, so I, I want to understand from you too, like, tell me a little bit about your journey into podcasting, you know, why you 
thought about podcasting in the first place and and what it might do um, for your business and potentially what what are the outcomes that you're hoping to see from your podcasting? We're now 10, 15 episodes into your podcast, basically, depending upon um, when I actually getting around to releasing this episode. But what was the journey like and, and what were the outcomes you were thinking about with a podcast? I just want to take one step back because sure. I know that you have like a great audience with lots of probably non-lawyer people, but this mm-hmm. really weird thing happens when we go through law school and we just like, we, we have this whole new way of thinking and, and then basically we deal with lawyers all day long. And so yeah. we get stuck kind of in this path of thinking and it's not that it's bad. I mean, you want your lawyer to be looking for every detail and everything but unfortunately, we just kind of get stuck in that wheel sometimes. And yeah. that's where the focus groups can pull us back. And, you know, a lot of times when I talk to lawyers, it's like we we get really focused and then we can't see the blind spots. Mm-hmm. And focus groups really help you see the blind spots or see something in a completely different way. You know, we get so trained with our lawyer eyes. Sometimes we forget like, oh, yeah, like a lot of other people don't have this point of view. Mm-hmm. How can I gather that up? So. Uh, and that's a lot about kind of what I like to teach in the focus group. And, um, also that kind of brings us back to why I rolled into doing a podcast Mm -hmm. and what drew me to that was, so I made this big leap. I'm going to make more of my business be about helping lawyers and either teaching them how to do focus groups or helping Mm -hmm. them focus groups or teaching them about preparing clients or teach, you know, actually preparing their clients and got to do a blog. So I'm out there. I'm going to do a blog. So I'm writing and I'm trying to be really, really diligent about writing and writing emails and building a list. And they're just, my blogs were not getting any traction. I mean, I'd put them on social media and it was also really a struggle. It took me kind of a long time to write out And I kind of always wanted to do a podcast when podcasts came out. I think I I listened to S-Town. Like that was kind of like, oh man, I really want to do a podcast. And I like, I want to interview lawyers. And somebody's like, well, why? Like, who's going to listen to that? I'm like, good point. Good point. So I kind of put it on the shelf and then, you know, was doing this blogging and um, kind of ran into um, another friend of mine um, who has helped me with business stuff. And she said, you know, with everything being virtual after the pandemic, like you should try and do some podcast guest spots. Oh, that's cool. Like what a great idea. So she threw me a couple of people that she knew that podcast and, um, that's where kind of run into Ernie, uh, law firm autopilot. And he was like, you know, it's way easier to podcast than write a blog. And I was like, it's like a light bulb went off. Like, Oh, it is so much easier. So and that's striking coming from Ernie. Uh, we're talking about Ernie Svensson, who started his entire business from a blog and loves to write as far as I know. Like he's really into writing, but he's told me multiple times too, like if I had to do it again, I would have started a podcast first because it's so much easier. And that completely shocked me when he told me yeah. that. I was like, what? And he was like, yeah. He goes, well, think about it. Like you naturally talk all day long. And we do a lot of writing as lawyers, but for us then to sit down and try to write a blog about what we do, sometimes it just, you know, it doesn't really come out well. And so, um, so yeah, I was 
let's do it. And he put me in contact with you and, yeah. um, I'd already been listening to some blog, I mean, to some podcasts, I should mm-hmm. say, and just really loved like, Oh, I really enjoy learning this way mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, it's just a different way of learning and generally it's quick. And I mm-hmm. like that idea of having like really quick tips that you can le- use right yeah. away. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, we also have the, the option of video out there, but I think what, when I started talking with you, one of the other things I saw was that for lawyers, whether they're trying to build a relationship with potential clients or whether like you, you're trying to teach people things, you're trying to help, help people in some way so that even if they're not coming to you to start a focus group, they're at least a better trial lawyer. They're doing, doing this better. Um, the idea of video is, is nice, but it ends up being uh, like with a YouTube channel, it would be too short where you need to get into some of the the nuts and bolts and really discuss things. And, you know, I don't know, eventually maybe you're going to do mock focus groups as episodes. I don't know, something like that, where that would be longer than you could do on YouTube. That could be for that someone would sit down for. Um, so, and I appreciate you talking about your struggle with blogging too, because I know a lot of the lawyers I've talked to, podcasting just seems natural because for for a lot of lawyers anyway, they're not writing things out. They're dictating things anyway, or they're having a paralegal or they're having someone help them with the writing portion of it and, and the checking. And, and that that struck me, that surprised me at first uh, learning that. But I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Because I think of lawyers as like kings and queens of writing <laughs> and writing things that I can't understand because they know all these words that I have to look up the, the meaning of to make sure. Um, but that that's really helpful to know that um, were there any, you know, you mentioned a couple of podcasts in there. Were there any law podcasts, like maybe other than Ernie's podcast or podcasts from other lawyers that you've checked out or you've listened to um, that you feel like is doing a really good job with this medium of podcasting as a lawyer? Yeah. And actually to be completely honest with you, like I love the idea of podcasts. I just jumped on it, you know, and Mm -hmm. didn't really, um, I listened to Ernie's, but Mm -hmm. it wasn't until I really was digging down with your team and getting ready to do content that I was like, uh, I need to keep learning here. Like, yeah. keep going. how do people do this? You know? So, um, you know, sorry to Lamont hostage to hero has a great podcast where she does a really good job teaching, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it is hundred percent geared toward trial lawyers. So it was yeah. helpful to listen to hers, uh, trial lawyer nation, who is uh, Michael Cowan here in San Antonio, uh, is a great job interviewing folks. And mm-hmm. so, um, his is really, uh, great to listen to. And he generally has a guest on every time. Yeah. I, so those I, are, go ahead. Go ahead. I know I, I find it fos- fascinating the the different types of podcasts that lawyers have chosen to do. There's there's the educational type. There's the um, the what I like to call the digital mayor type, where they're more of a local focused lawyer. So they just really become the digital tourism bureau of their town. They talk about their, their area or whatever. Um, it, it, it always surprises me that people from the same industry can do so many different things. Uh, and I, that's what I think is partly refreshing about podcasting is that you can, 
find your audience no matter what you're doing. Um, because it seems like there's plenty of people out there that want to learn and are always, always listening to podcasts. Um, are, are I just, because I'm curious, what other podcasts do you listen to that are like not lawyer podcasts that you think are really good? I always like to hear that from different people. Because I am like, I, everything else I do is business minded. Like how mm -hmm. can I be a better business person? You don't learn about that at all in, in law school. And you know, it's, I'm always fascinated. So I listen to several, um, business podcasts, Mike Kim, okay. more of the brand. And then, uh, Mike McCallowitz had, um, Mike up your business. I've read yeah. several of his book, have his books and yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. And so, and they interview so many fascinating people. And so those are, um, two of the other main ones that I listen to on a pretty like mm -hmm. consistent basis just to learn more about like how to be a better business person or get a, get a better idea about business. Yeah. Do you listen to any podcasts for fun or is it like all learning all the time? <laughs> yeah. I don't listen to any of them for fun. Okay, That, that sounds that... terrible, but I just, you know, what it, so what I like to do is I listen to it on the way to work. So I have yeah. sometimes a, a 30 minute commute. Sometimes it ends up being 50 minutes. And so it's just like, Oh my gosh. But mm -hmm. I could delve into what I'm going to do that day and just get lost in all the things I have to do. And instead I really like to like get my mindset like, Oh, okay. Like I'm going to listen to, mm -hmm. you know, somebody and like kind of get me geared up and get me excited for what I'm going to do that day. And those podcasts always do. So that's, um, I kind of shy away from entertainment ones, mm -hmm. although there are lots of great ones out there. No. And you know, like, you'd be surprised thinking about all of the podcasts that are out there that are inter entertainment or narrative podcasts or, or whatever. You'd think that a lot of people listen to those podcasts and they do, but the data that we find when we survey podcast listeners, and I say we like organizations like Edison Research and um, Nielsen, they find that predominantly, like I think Nielsen found 75% of people listen to podcasts to learn something. So whether that's armchair expert, like Dak Shepard type thing, or God forbid, Joe Rogan or whatever, um, people tend to be there to learn something. Even if they're laughing, if they're, even if they're being entertained, they show up to those shows. You know, they're not listening to maybe their guilty pleasure as a true crime podcast, but a lot of their other podcasts are, I want to learn something, or I want to learn something about business, or I want to learn something about marketing, or I want to learn something about history, or I want to, you know, like it's entertainment, but it's still educational. Um, and I think that's one of the things that uh, is just very clear with podcasts and, and the way people um, consume them. Uh, so before we wrap up, I, I do want to ask you a little bit about the process got like, I know what we've done for you. And I know the the process of helping you get started with your podcast, but I want to hear from your side. What was it like once you made that decision to get started? Um, what were some things that surprised you? Maybe what were some things that um, you weren't prepared for, or you thought were going to be hard, but were easier. Um, and then also like, if you've had any growing pains or hurdles, anything from tech or like whatever, anything that got in your way or you felt like was something that might've held you back? I would say one of the things that 
kind of surprised me is I thought that putting together an episode wouldn't be as much work. Mm-hmm. It's not work, but it has to have structure and it mm-hmm. needs to have like some points. And one of the hardest parts for me was not scripting it out. Right. <laughs> I right. think you and I worked together and you, you know, I would send you what I was going to say and you'd, you'd send it back and be like, it's very scripted. Like yeah. <laughs> you, you can't read this. It sounds like you're reading. And I was like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So that part was like, step away, like have a loose structure, you know, it's going to flow easier. Mm-hmm. And of course, naturally as a critic, like I'm listening to it and all I hear is, um, uh, and, yeah. uh, oh, uh, so, and I'm like, how are they going to edit that out? You know what? I don't know. <laughs> They're magic. miracle yeah. workers. Let's, let's hope that they get it done. <laughs> so yeah, it's magic. Those are uh, some of the things that I was just like, wow, you know, I need a little bit more. And so I've gone and gotten other resources. Um, I think I can't remember. Um, I think maybe you sent it to me. Hey, there's a, it's the podcast kit. Mm-hmm. You can buy like one, you know, one price gets you all access to all this, all this podcast mm-hmm. um, helpful information. And I did, and that really helped like found me some structure. Cause I'm, I'm a total structure. Like, yeah. let me plan it out, get a list, but not make it <laughs> totally scripted. Mm-hmm. One of the things that's really easy is like recording. Mm-hmm. You just record it and, you know, send it off to you and it, it magically gets on the, on in the feed. That was mm-hmm. one of the things I had to like stop back and like ask because most time if I do something here in the office, I figure it out from front to back, mm-hmm. how it works, how to do it, Zoom, you know, I'm really good at that. But of course that takes time. And yeah. that's why I really wanted to have your help and your team's help because I just knew I didn't, I wasn't going to be able to have a learning curve and audio edit. And yeah. So I did it eventually had to have a a meeting with Suzanne to be like, how does this really, how does this get out there? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So she kind of helped me, but that part is super easy. And I think other skills, like one of my focuses this year is to learn better about giving a better episode, what Mm -hmm. to put in the show notes, like how to connect some of the stuff, being a better interviewer. And I think those things are just going to come as you keep doing it. And that's one of the things I think that was most important that I heard from you and your team was consistency is key. Consistency yeah. is key. And so I've just said, no matter what happens, you've got to record something once a week yeah. to make sure you're being consistent with your audience. Yeah. Once a week, or if you, you know, if you can do that, picking a day that you can do multiple things. Um, it's, it's good to hear that the recording was easy for you. I've, I've, you know, we have lots of different types of clients from different industries and some people that's the hardest step for, for most lawyers that we work with. That's the easy step because they're used to, I've got to make a point whether, you know, like I think about lawyers and I, I've, I've never been charged with crime. I've never been in a courtroom during a trial or anything like that. I've only seen it on TV and movies. Right. So I, I think about, well, you know, like if you're going to make your opening statement or you're going to make your closing statement, you've got to tell people like what the general idea is that you're trying to get across. You've got to make points that support it and take them through that journey. And then you've got to have a conclusion that really helps it sink in. And, and then with a podcast, maybe you give them uh, a course of action to take a call to action, like whatever, like do this, like sit down right now and write this out, uh, you know, write these three questions out or whatever. Um, 
so it's good to hear that that was something that was an easier process for you. I will, I will say that most of the lawyers that we work with are, are, I mean, you talked about ums and ours. They're very well-spoken. They're probably more well-spoken than I am on my podcast. And, and I tend to not edit out myself because I just don't want to take the time because I'm doing it myself. Just like, you know, just like a lot of podcasters. Um, so it's good to hear that. It's good to hear that that was, that was more smooth for you. Um, than, than some of the other things that, that you were, you were looking at. Uh, so I will definitely, I'm going to put your podcast in the show notes so people can check it out. I want them to listen to it. Um, but if people, Elizabeth, want to know more about you, your firm, your consulting that you do your business, where's, where should they go to find you? Best place to go to learn more is to my website. You know, lyriclawfirm.com is the best place. And, you know, to get to know a little bit more about what I do and how I do it, the podcast is also a great place. To cool. Listen. Yeah. Listen to the podcast, go to the website, read blogs. Um, it's fascinating. I was, I was Before we got on this call, I was telling you, like, I've just been fascinated to learn some of the things that you're thinking about and talking about um, with your clients and in focus groups and things like that. So I really appreciate you being on the podcast today and sharing your stories. So thank you so much for being here. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it.